The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Happy Hour. Good to see you. And uh, I thought this evening maybe we could <clears throat> just spend the first few minutes settling into our bodies before I say anything. Just allowing yourself time to arrive here. Noticing how you are in this moment. Just allowing and receiving whatever's happening in the mind, the heart. Receiving with kindness whatever's happening in the body. Leaving nothing out of seeing how you are this evening with a gentleness. This is what's already happening. And we can afford to take the time to kindly notice it first thing. And perhaps then, allowing yourself to bring ease or softening any area of the body or the heart-mind that's willing to let go of some something, preoccupation, tension, whatever it is. Sometimes all that needs to be done is an area that's tight or a mind that's preoccupied or a heart that is experiencing something in particular simply needs your kind attention. It needs to be exactly as it is and tell you exactly what it needs to tell you. So allowing for that. And then as you continue, you can certainly meditate through what I'm going to offer. One of the friendly wishes we might send this body, this heart-mind, when we do metta or loving-kindness for these conditions might be, may you be healthy or may you be well. I shifted a while back from may you be healthy 
too, may you be well. Or even, may you experience well-being. And you can pick the phrase that most applies to you. May you be healthy is a perfectly kind wish to extend to yourself or others. And sometimes you might be going through conditions or you might know someone in your life for whom health is not currently available in in quite that way. The interesting thing, though, is even if we're experiencing temporary or even long-term or terminal ill health, we can certainly still experience well-being. And it's very interesting to allow to bubble up in yourself any sense of well-being that's here, even just an area of you that feels okay. It might range from just the absence of something that's difficult to actually feeling good or comfortable or happy or peaceful, but allowing yourself to notice any well-being that might come this evening, that might be here already, or as you settle, might be more available. It doesn't have to be, but seeing what well-being brings up for you. Sometimes we hear a word and what comes up for us is the lack of it. And if that's so, recognizing with compassion that happens too in human life. Sometimes we do not feel well-being. Sometimes we might only have access to the tiniest amount of it. And there may be times when we're flooded with it. We feel very well. So simply allowing in body, in heart-mind, what's here right now. As we continue to meditate, And we continue to be present, mindfully recognizing 
for what's here right now, giving it space, allowing it See what kinds of well wishes or wishes for yourself might be helpful. You can have them in words or you can have them in a bodily feeling just a sense of something, images, whatever nourishes you, supports you. Allowing whatever is arising and is present to be nurtured by kind wishes or kind feelings, compassionate feelings towards what is here. We don't have to fix ourselves. We don't have to change ourselves. It's okay to be this way right now and to meet that with some care. using whatever images, feelings, or words bubble up for you.
If something difficult arises, allowing awareness to receive it with some kindness and offer it a wish or an inclination of mind that meets it and gives it care. And if good feelings, pleasant feelings, supportive feelings are arising, receiving them equally with care, allowing the appreciation of their presence.
One of the really wonderful things I appreciate about mindful awareness is that it can create the sense of well-being in us. Um, If we practice uh, diligently over time, we dedicate ourselves to having a regular sitting practice, um, practicing in daily life. And the state of well-being that can arise from paying, just paying attention to what's happening moment to moment, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, no matter what it is, what can happen is that well-being can be there even when, um, you know, in a way that it's really not dependent on what's happening uh, physically, emotionally, mentally. It can be a mental state that frees us up. Uh, to do what needs to be done next without being caught up in uh, entanglement or preoccupied with emotions or thinking. We don't need, you know, sometimes there's well-being, even if we're facing tough conditions, that the well-being doesn't indulge in catastrophizing, protest, resentment, resistance, any number of the things that human minds can go to. And it, this well-being can create this state of mental balance where there's an ability to meet what's arising just as it is, not having to cling to the idea that things should be different or have to be different in order for us to be okay. Um, it's sort of a, it can arise as a sense of confidence that, you know, this mind, heart, body can meet whatever is coming up. And, you know, uh, allowing yourself to notice what well-being is for you is an important development in practice, I would say. Um, As you start to be able to acknowledge or allow yourself to feel wholesome things that come up uh, for you in meditating or in daily life, that recognition of those wholesome things helps them to occur more frequently. And it's actually a good example of wise effort, you know, cultivating helpful states that incline in the direction of freedom. Um, now, you know, it, it takes a while to recognize well-being, so don't be impatient with yourself. But just these small um, times when, maybe at first in practice, small occasions when we feel um, more balanced or we feel uh, more able, uh, more capable of meeting what's happening in our lives, maybe more, maybe some of the difficulties that ways we struggle with things drop away. It's really useful to take a look at that and perhaps start to recognize well-being. And since it's something that we wish you know, often wish health or well-being to each other or to ourselves in mental practice. I thought it was useful this evening to highlight it. So as we go into the breakout groups, perhaps um, you can just explore in your group of three or four people um, what you noticed about well-being for yourself. And it is okay if what you noticed this evening was the absence of well-being and how that showed up or you notice some small area in which you felt okay, or some 
big way in which you felt okay, any experience is welcome. Just anything you noticed that bubbled up in you about well-being. And as always, um, as we go into these small groups, the invitation is to go around the circle multiple times with each person, just sharing one idea at a time, a short idea. And then um, maybe we can start with a person whose letter, whose uh, first uh, name begins with the letter Z and work backwards through the alphabet. And then um, as well, it's helpful to one another not to offer opinions or advice, but to stick with when it's your turn sharing what's happening for you and to listen very carefully to what's happening for other people without commentary. So with that, um, enjoy the breakout rooms. And if you find yourself in a room without someone else, don't worry, I will find you and I will move you to a room with someone else. So enjoy the 10 minutes. Welcome back. And um, by the way, thank you, Neil, for being with us this evening. If you're still with us, I, you may have had to leave early, but I wanted to uh, appreciate Neil and the way he always supports our group. Um, <clears throat> so we now have about eight minutes to share any uh, insights that you might have had, any learning. And Neil, thanks so much for also posting the in the chat the happy hour group. <laughs> Forgot to say that at the beginning. <laughs> so um, if anybody has anything that uh, came up for them, um, thoughts about well-being, anything that you'd like to share. lack of well-being. Diana, I see your hand. Thank you. 
wasn't sure if you could see me. I, I just want to share what I shared in, in my group because it's really coming to the fore for me. Um, I feel a habit is being created of uh, within me of noticing when things are off or I'm not, or when I'm out of sorts or I have a bad, I have a bad back right now and this and that and, and all kinds of things can be thrown off. Uh, noticing that that's not all there is. And this has been happening for about four or five months through happy hour and through listening to to others. That And sometimes I ask the question, I, which I learned from somewhere, well, what else is here? And, um, and which is so simple. And then with that, there's an immensity of what else is here. Um, that it's it's not to be soft pedaled. It's it's just there's just so much else here other than this thing or this disturbance that's, that's really maybe really gripping me. And it's it's not that it's uh, a complete panacea at all times, but it's becoming a habit to um, almost more routinely to ask that question and notice what else is here. And also noticing what's not here. Oh, the thing that was bugging me last month, well, what happened to that? It's <laughs> not there now. So so uh, I really appreciate this practice. It's really helpful. This work. Thank you. Thank you so much for that insight, Diana. That's wonderful. Yeah, what else is here? It's so rare that something is monolithic. Uh, if we start really noticing that there are all kinds of things going on with us at once. And also I love your idea of, you know, what isn't here anymore. I mean, very often we notice that when the bell rings, if something is really bugging us during the meditation and then the bell rings and we pay attention a second later, that whole thing that we were struggling with, poof, it's gone. So thank you for that very much. Mima, please. Thank you, Liz. Um, I shared in my group um, that I really appreciated this topic today because a couple of days ago I woke, well, yesterday I woke up with a double vision in one eye mm -hmm. and I have to wear a patch. Um, I went to the doctor, but what happened is um, like this morning I got up and I wanted to go for my walk and my walking buddy um, called me and said, are we going? I didn't think I was going to be able to walk, um, but I have one good eye still. So she held my hand and we went for a walk and it made me appreciate my good eye. <laughs> um, and then um, I am the Dharma friends for Friday and I can't read right now because I have that double vision. That's why I'm looking down as well because all these boxes um, but um, there's an audio that we're going to cover, and it's a, a book that is an audio. So I won't have to read. I'm going to be able to listen. And so I don't know. I just get a kick out of it. It's just, uh, you know, you never know with impermanence what, you know, one minute is going to be like this, one minute like that. But the practice, you know, um, I don't know. It feels like it's it's funny in some extent because it's like I'm being kind to myself and finding other ways and being curious at the same time. And finding um, ways to cope with this until I see the specialist. So I really appreciated this topic today. Thank you. 
Thank you, Mima. That's wonderful sharing about, you know, how the practice gives us um, equanimity, ways to look at things that are different, appreciative ways. So thank you so much and wishing your eye well. Thank you. Neil, please. Earlier in the year, I was in physical therapy. I'm like laying face down on the table. They're working on my neck. And somebody walks in and my therapist says, another patient, and the therapist says, you were able to put on a shoe today. You know, apparently the person that had like a foot problem that stopped them and the person, a woman, which I didn't even know until, you know, until they spoke said, you know, until you can't, you don't realize how good it is to wear two matching shoes. You know, and, and I, geez, I think about that all the time, right? You know, my neck hurts. You know, I was like in therapy, right, which I eventually just stopped going because it wasn't helping, not because I got better. But so much more of me works than not works. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that today, about, about you know, you know, lots is lots is broken, and it's all getting older. But I wear matching shoes. <laughs> that is really wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we can go. We do go through most of us. I mean, the, I I haven't met the person yet who uh, ages with all their parts intact. I mean, we just go through the loss of certain abilities, things that just don't work the same way anymore. And uh, one minute you have it, and the next minute you don't. Sometimes it's hard to even track. But what we still have, we still have life. We still have consciousness. We still have, those of us in this room still have meditation. You know, so quite, that's quite a lot. So thanks very much, Neil. Richard, please. Unmute. This is a little subtle. Uh, sometimes not frequently, uh, sort of like an unhappy series of thoughts sort of bubble up. And part of me would, would normally, or in the past, would have followed them through and suffered and whatnot. And now I'm, I'm much freer to like distance myself from them. But should I always distance myself and drop everything that or, you know, should I spend some time turning it over and looking at it? Yeah, and this is such a good question, because I wouldn't say always to anything <laughs> in in mindfulness. I mean, some, distancing yourself can be very useful, especially if the thoughts just aren't wholesome and there's no information in them for you. Sometimes we can actually look at the content of thoughts to see, is there something it's trying to tell me? But that that's kind of a short response. I think you're asking the right question. You know, when is it helpful? When is it not helpful? So thanks so much, Richard. And I can't believe it's already 7 o'clock. Uh, uh, so uh, that's um, our evening this evening, Serena. I'm sorry we didn't get to you. But if you'd like to unmute and say goodnight to one another, I really appreciate everyone's practice and all the beautiful Reflections you shared this evening. Oh. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. 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 Thank you, Liz.